0: Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan Lacroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor and filmmaker Joe Cachone. C- How you That's doing? Ch- <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, brother. I really struggled. <laughs> it's okay. No problem. No worries. Thanks Did for having me, Donovan. <laughs> Did you just want to throw out your name again to the listeners that missed that?
1: My name is Joe Chacon.
0: Okay, 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 okay. Where are you from?
1: I'm in, um, well, I'm from uh, San Fernando Valley, just uh, minutes north of Los Angeles in in Hollywood.
0: Okay, okay. What do you want to say to CJRU1280AM? Because we're in Toronto, Ontario.
1: Oh, wow. You guys are way on the other side of the map.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, what do you uh, want to say to us?
1: (laughs) Uh... Thanks for having me. Like I, this this is this is pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> and you listened to the show before, right?
1: I have, yes.
0: And you enjoyed it, right?
1: I did. Yeah, uh, you have a couple of buddies of mine who are also uh, uh, were interviewed by you on this.
0: Okay. 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 But you know what? We're going to get to know you. Why don't you tell us how your story started of how you wanted to be on Actor. so it started
1: <laughs> off at the tender age of uh 16 <laughs> i was pretty much being groomed to going into the air force and uh being a pilot but uh my vision isn't so great and around that same time when i was being discouraged to continue on into the air force program at ucla a buddy of mine took me on uh to his feature film set this is a long time ago i forgot the name of the movie i think it's, oh, it's called. Uh, something glory well anyways um so that was my first time on a major feature film set and I was just in awe of the amount of crew and people it takes to make a movie and from that moment going forth I was a bit by the acting bug um his manager took me on and he represented me and started getting me auditions and I grew to to, to fall in love with this business but It didn't sit very well with my parents at the time. In fact, it caused a lot of um, fighting. Because growing up Latino, you know, the father is very machismo. And I'm not sure if you're aware of what that term is in Canada, Donovan. Do you know what machismo means?
0: No, I don't. But educate our listeners and me. uh,
1: The Spanish term of machismo is pretty much like, just consider it like a toxic masculinity. Yeah. To where, like, the man runs things and, like, you have to abide by your father's rule and law. It's just, like, very hardcore traditional, you know, just patriarchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it caused a lot of fights. And I was kicked out of the house at 18 uh, because I wanted to be an actor. And dropping out of the Air Force was, you know, a big no-no. And I had to figure out how to survive on my own. And I was working at a gym at the time. And one of the members there kind of recruited me to become a male exotic dancer. So keep in mind, when growing up, I was very shy, timid, and introverted. So I was like, how am I going to be an actor if I'm shy? So I kind of just jump off the cliff and I became a male dancer. And that went on for 13 years. And that's what funded my acting career at the beginning. Um, Having a nine to five job, it's really hard to to maintain when you're an actor because you're constantly going on auditions you know having to go to acting classes which are always in the hours of nine to five so being a male dancer gave me the flexibility and the financial support to 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 do all that mm-hmm. and um yeah and i stopped dancing over seven eight years ago
0: wow wow you and still I- have the body for it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I
1: I try, you know, I gotta I gotta keep up with all these young these young guys now.
0: <laughs> okay, but you said something to me off interview. Let's say if there is a listener or an actor that claps back at you saying you can hold a job and be an actor and do your side job. What do you say to that? I wanna say if
1: if it works for them, then great. Go with it. But majority of jobs, I mean most most jobs actors take on are either bartending or waiting on tables because you can work from six PM to midnight. But holding an office job now, well, I would say back then. Now it's more flexible because we're in post COVID to where you don't go to a casting office anymore. Everything's self taped from home. Now it's possible, but back then I don't it, it's, just, it's just it I've was fired and let go of, of half a dozen jobs. So if wow. another person was were to say like, oh I made it work, well then that that's great for them. But that's kind of like, you know catching lightning in, the, in a bottle
0: mm-hmm. wow you and i are friends already and we don't know each other we've been through almost all the same things i've been fired from a lot of general jobs too <laughs> 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 all right all right all right so okay so you're saying it can work now in post-covid it can work but back then it was different right
1: yeah back then it was different because you had to drive two casting offices uh, COVID kind of changed the whole landscape now um, with auditioning because everyone, all casting offices are having you just submit by self tapes. So you can audition at the luxury of your own
0: time. Well, and now today people are coming up with their own stories, opening up their own production companies, right?
1: Right. That's exactly
0: what I did. Okay, that's what I was saying, opening up their own production companies, (laughs) trying to hint to give away what you did in COVID. Do you want to talk to our listeners about that? Yeah, uh, so during the lockdowns, when the industry shut down,
1: I just refused to just sit idly by and just wait this out. Like, this was the most opportune time for me to uh, be a creative behind the camera. And I feel that being a creative behind the camera improves you as an actor in front of the camera because you learn so much about the discipline of filmmaking from writing, producing and directing, even editing, because I do all that. When the lockdowns happened, you know, the government was pretty much paying us to stay home. So that's when I invested all that stimulus money into every equipment piece needed to create films. And that year and a half, I learned how to edit, how to write scripts. The name of my production company is called Wolfpack Pictures. Um, I started up with my brother. He helps me out a lot. His name's Michael Chacon. Um, the very first film that we shot is called The Vessel. And that's based off of a poem that he had published. So my brother is a very talented writer. And um, I adapted that into a screenplay. And The Vessel actually won a couple awards. So... Not bad for my first film, you know?
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. How did that feel? What winning awards? It was uh
1: it was definitely a confidence booster because I was like un you know, starting off, I was kinda like unsure if I had what it takes to to create a film from beginning to finish. Usually people who start With making films, it's very hard to complete it and get it, you know, seen or even submitted to a a film festival. So just getting it done was a huge accomplishment on its own.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, won an award or awards? I just want to make sure I got that correct.
1: That one won a a award, one award, but I okay. have several other films that have won um, uh, a couple of awards. Like okay. another film that me and my brother co-created was called A Dying Plea.
0: Ooh, what's and that he, about?
1: That one is about a, a man who is um, diagnosed with terminal colon cancer, and he's trying to make amends right with this family with his with his other brother who he hasn't seen in like over ten years, and he's pretty much. Screwed his brother over financially by, you know, assuming his identity and stealing his credit. Now that he's dying, he's trying to make appease. It's a very powerful story about forgiveness. And um, that was his idea. And I I created it or adapted that idea into a, a short film. And that one, he won Best Actor for out of that film festival.
0: Wow. Is that your favorite movie?
1: I think that's my favorite production that I've that I've done.
0: All right. But okay, how come you're not like a household name because to me you've been in this industry since 19 how come I I can't say, "Hey Joe, don't I know you from such and such show?" because you, know you what, have David? that I,
1: presence. I ask myself that question every day when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, with my look and my ethnicity, not to get too political, but there's just there's just not a lot of opportunities for Latinos that look like me, which uh-huh. is primarily why I started my own production company because I wanted to create opportunities for roles that I want to play, not for what casting directors here in Hollywood want to put me in a box, you know? And so, what does that
0: box look like?
1: So I'm a I'm a bald head Latino, so automatically that already puts me in a certain category as as gangbangers or thugs. But um on the opposite spectrum, I also play cops. I've been on the TV show SWAT for four seasons doing, you know, special abilities work, but just for some reason, it's just, you know, with my look, it's just hard for mainstream Hollywood to, to cast me in, you know, the the hero or, you know, the, the, the boy next door.
0: You're definitely the boy next door to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you think Latino representation is getting better? I mean, we're living in a time now where there's a lot of different ethnicities. You've got Black lead roles. You've got some You know, Latin lead roles. I mean, look at George Lopez. He's back on TV with another new Latin girl.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely see a rise in um, inclusion for for Latino uh, leads. We're, We're breaking free from the stereotypical, you know, gangbanger or, you know, maids or gardener type roles. Um, I'm third generation American, so it's like a lot of the stories that are focused on us are first generation stuff, to where like it's they're still dealing with immigration type stories. My my generational gap between like there's just so much more to us than that from the life that I lived because. A lot of my aunts and uncles are professionals. They're school teachers. They're engineers. You know, and a lot of the media is still portraying us the first generation that just barely got here. So there's, you know, they 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 have some catching up to do with third generation American stories, such as you know the, the generation that I grew up with.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
1: it is it is improving <laughs> slowly but surely. But what we need is more Latinos that are executives that are writers making the decisions to green light our our. Uh, our projects
0: right right not which, just george lopez <laughs> no
1: no not just george <laughs> there's, there's a lot more of us than you know the, the few <laughs> that that you see currently working right now but um which brings up another point um i'm also creating two tv shows for an all-new streaming network called chicano hollywood
0: Ooh, and you're hearing it first listeners on cjru 1280 am that's gonna break out a lot of latino actors on the show preach yeah. right joe <laughs> that's right the uh the,
1: the streaming app is live you can download it from your apple store google play store it's on roku it's on fire tv uh, it's called chicano hollywood and um, i have two tv shows in development for for that one is called el lobo it's more of an action kind of like the punisher from marvel Uh, And the next one is about my life story being a male exotic dancer, and that's called Salido.
0: Ooh, okay. Now,
1: I I don't know if your listeners are aware of what Salido means, but it means a horny male.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't even ask me, Joe. Hey, don't ask me. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, that follows my 13 years experience of going house to house, you know, private parties. And one thing that Magic Mike never really depicted was the raunchiness that goes on at these private house parties when you're locked up with the room full of women, you know? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Throwing money at shit, saying, take it off, take it off, take it off. <laughs>
1: yeah, and ma- making other propositions.
0: Okay. And such <laughs> as? Are we going to see that?
1: Uh, you will see it on the TV show. It's, it's going to be pushing rated R. As far as the rating goes, um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of mischief that goes that goes on. <laughs> right. I don't want to give too much because I want the viewers to see the show and be be shocked and awed of of what bach- what happens at bachelorette parties.
0: Okay, what do you want to say to other male exotic dancers that do watch this?
1: um that all the stories are legitimate and it's stories that i've that i've experienced but yeah i mean I, I still have friends that are still in the male exotic dancing industry once we get the tv show i'm gonna reach out because i'm gonna need dancers to hire
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not latino um do they need black <laughs> oh we actually have
1: a few black dancers yeah
0: Okay, (laughs) but I'm 37 and I don't have the body that they have, okay?
1: (laughs) There's a a fetish for everyone.
0: Okay, 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 okay. Now, what kind of stories, Latino, more stories do you want to talk about that haven't been talked about? Are we going to have an LGBTQ, you know, film or show to show the latin lgbtq community
1: uh there's a lot of stuff going on like there is a huge revolution going on with the latino community in general there's a lot of people that are looking to invest in our original stories that are going to be you know written by us and directed by us so with that without a doubt there's, there's going to be topics that go into the lgbtq you know community um i currently have a film out right now called uh waking up dead And that's streaming on Amazon Prime. And it um, touches on the topic of an actor being gay and what he has to go through. So it's it's a very interesting movie. I think your audience would would definitely like to
0: watch. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it a happy ending? Like, does he gain acceptance? <laughs> because you know, some of those movies, to LGBTQ storylines, they always mm-hmm. end up—you know—somebody ends up dead or beaten up, or he he overdoses.
1: Yeah. Well, the story deals with suicide. Um, him dealing with you know the industry and um, what, how the you know just being a, a Latino gay male, but he finds the courage to go on with life but it, it, it's not a heavy dark drama there's a lot of comedy in it so it's it's not a subject matter to where it's depressing um but he finds his way and he and he, he powers through the the issues that he's going through
0: all right does he meet another latino lover after does he meet his husband uh, I'll let the audience watch and find out. Uh, I don't want to give uh, too much uh, away. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can't give that away. We want him <laughs> to be happy. We want him to find a boyfriend or, well, a, he, you know, or a husband.
1: The the main I'm I'm not. The, I'm a co star in it, but the main actor does have this this love making match called Grinder. I'm not sure if your audience knows what that is.
0: I know Grinder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he. He he has many uh, boyfriends.
0: (laughs) Okay, but we need him to settle down with one man. Like, I don't know what, you know, type of man, you know, he's looking for. Is he looking for another Latin brother or is he open-minded to a white brother or a black brother? (laughs) I'll
1: let the audience watch and find that out.
0: Okay, okay, I was trying listeners. <laughs> All right, so what's your message? What do you want to tell other Latin actors that haven't branched in and write write written, sorry, their own stories? What do you want to tell other Latin actors? Uh, just persevere.
1: Just keep pushing. Just pound the pavement and take no, don't take no for an answer. Like I've been doing this for about 20 years now and I refuse to take no for an answer. And the amount of progress that I've completed or gotten done is just like, if you truly love this craft, don't give up, create your own opportunities. Don't wait for anyone to, to give you a yes, because the harder you work, the luckier you get.
0: Okay. All right. And what do you want to tell the fans that have supported you?
1: Just thank you so much for your continued support and positivity. And just keep a lookout for what I have coming out next, the two TV shows on the Chicano Hollywood streaming app. And without the fans, without, you know, the viewers, then what I do is pointless. So I'm really glad that I have a lot of, you know, support that's pushing me to to keep going in a direction that I want to go in.
0: Okay, and give a message to the younger Donovan that is juggling the 9 to 5 and Hollywood. They want to make it to Hollywood. They're an actor, but I have to do the nine to five. What do you want to tell that younger Donovan? Don't listen
1: to what anyone else says. Whatever you feel is in your heart is right. You go with that.
0: So even if I don't make it, do I still go?
1: You still go. You you go to the wheels fall off, baby.
0: Okay, and if they fall off, what do I do?
1: Then you keep you keep driving to to the bone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you'll get there, right?
1: You'll get there. You'll get there.
0: Okay. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and throw out some of these good Latin projects?
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at actor underscore Joe Chacon. Uh, also, my, my production company, Wolfpack Pictures dot um, and You can also follow me on my YouTube channel. Just uh, search Wolfpack Pictures and, um, yeah, I think that's, but be- I also have a TikTok and that's going to be at actor Joe Chacon.
0: Do you do TikTok challenges? No, I'm
1: not so much, um, I, am um, not in the, the, gen- the generation Z stuff. So I don't, you won't see me on there dancing or doing trends.
0: Uh, it's, uh.
1: it's more like actual, like filmmaking stuff. Um, I have a couple of, um. I have a Fast and Furious tan parody that I'm about to shoot myself that'll be on TikTok the opening weekend of um, Fast and Furious. So that's going to be hilarious.
0: Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah,
1: so for, for that one, I'm going to be tripling. I'm going to be playing Vin Diesel because I'm bald. I'll be playing The Rock. I just got a pain in a goatee as he plays Hobbs, right? And then I'll be doubling as Jason Statham, and I'm just going to shadow in that five o'clock shadow and give myself a Jason Statham accent.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anything you'd like to tell CJRU1280AM?
1: Thanks for your time, guys. Thanks for listening. And I really enjoyed being on air with you guys.
0: All right. All right. For CJRU1280AM, I'd love to thank filmmaker and actor. You can throw out your name again.
1: Joe Chacon.
0: And also, I'd like to thank the listeners for listening to this episode. Thank you again, Joe.
1: You're welcome, Donovan.